Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series titled, According to the Pattern. It's from Exodus chapter 25, verses 8 through 9, where God spoke to Moses and said, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them, according to all that I show you, that is, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. So we're talking about the third pattern or the third prophetic pattern that we find in the tabernacle of Moses. The first one is the pattern of the way. The second one was the pattern of the value, and this third one we're discussing now is the pattern of the time. And the tabernacle of Moses shows us three periods or ages of time, the first being the age of the law, the second the age of the church, and the third the age of the millennium reign of Christ on the earth. The time of the law is 1,500 years, that's from Moses until Christ, and the age of the church is 2,000 years, and that's from the risen Christ until now. And the third age is the millennium reign, which will last for a 1,000 years. And Second Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 9, tell us something that's very important. It says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a 1,000 years, and a 1,000 years as one day. In verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, now let's look at this. It says something very important that we're not supposed to forget. It says we're not supposed to forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Now, numbers are very revealing in the Bible. And God created the universe in six days and rested on the seventh. And as we said yesterday, the number three represents the Godhead, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's a number of divine completeness. And the number four represents the earth being four seasons, four winds, and four corners. And the number seven, three plus four equaling seven, represents perfection and completion. Now, taking a thousand years to be one day, we begin to see the seven days or 7,000 years of life defined on the earth. The first being from Adam to Abraham was 2,000 years, which is the first two days. The second from Abraham to Christ was 2,000 years. That's two more days. The third from Christ to today is about 2,000 years. That's two more days. And when we add the coming millennium, 1,000-year reign of Christ on the earth, we get one more day, 7,000 years, and we must not forget this one thing, 
that with the Lord a thousand years is as a day. So seven thousand years for him would be seven days. And Moses received the law, the Ten Commandments, on Mount Sinai around 1,500 years before Christ. And these 1,500 years are defined as the age of the law. What we found out in the tabernacle of Moses is that the outer court, defined by the wall of the linen curtain, was 100 cubits long by 50 cubits wide by 5 cubits high. When we add the two sides of 100 cubits and the two sides of 50 cubits, we get 300 cubits. And when we multiply it by 5 cubits by the height, we get 1,500 cubits. Interesting number, since the age of the law was 1,500 years. When we go to the age of the church, which is represented by the holy place, it's exactly 10 cubits wide by 20 cubits long and 10 cubits high. And when we multiply 10 times 20 times 10, we get the volume for the room being exactly 2,000 cubits, which is the 2,000 years of the age of the church. And when we go to the Holy of Holies, which represents the millennium, the Holy of Holies is 10 cubits by 10 cubits by 10 cubits. And when we multiply 10 times 10 times 10, we get 1,000 cubits. Is this just a coincidence? I don't think so. God is showing us that the 7,000 years of man equals the seven days of his time. Now, there's nothing west of the Holy of Holies. Why? Because time has ended and we enter into eternity. The only ages that are not complete at this time are the age of the church, but we're close, and the age of the millennium. The Bible is very clear establishing the age of the millennium as 1,000 years. The word millennium is not in the Bible, but the time or the age of a thousand years is mentioned six times in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verses 1 through 7. Let's read again Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So it's definitely a prediction from the tabernacle of Moses concerning the times that are to come. But we have to ask, has the Bible ever predicted anything that came true in the past? Yesterday we found out that there are 38 prophecies in the Old Testament that were fulfilled by Christ. There's no way any of that could have happened by chance. So what time is it now? Where are we on the scale of God's timing? If the age of the church is actually around 2,000 years, this means we're very close to the age of the millennium. But the millennium can't start until Jesus returns. Well, when is Jesus returning? Let's read Matthew chapter 25, verse 13. It says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And then Matthew chapter 24, verse 36, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And then Matthew chapter 24, verse 42, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Now there's been a lot of predictions of the day of the return of Christ. Many of them have come and passed. So don't ask me what day the Lord is returning. All I know is we're about 2,000 years closer to the return of Christ than the disciples were. And if the word is true concerning the age of the church being about 2,000 years, I know we're close. Listen to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-2. through 2. 
But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. So exactly when is the end of the church age and the beginning of the millennial age? Well, no one knows exactly. Do I believe we're close? Yes. Like I said, I believe we're about 2,000 years closer since the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Is this significant? Well, I think it is. Do I believe the pattern of 2,000 shown in the holy place is significant? I really do. How close are we? Well, very close. I believe the tabernacle of Moses is very prophetic. So where are we prophetically in the model of the tabernacle of Moses? Well, in the pattern of time, we are at the altar of incense about to enter through the veil into the Holy of Holies, the millennium reign of Christ. The sixth day is about to close and the seventh day is about to begin. This is important because the time for salvation is now. The time for the rapture of the church, the tribulation, and the second coming of Christ is very near. Time can be very deceiving. When I was a young boy, the two months of summer seemed like a year. Waiting for my next birthday seemed like forever. But now, the past 30 years seems like a whirlwind. On my next birthday, I'll be 64. Somehow, 64 just appeared out of nowhere. And it just seems like each week is ticking by. Tick, tick. Tick, one week, two week, three weeks, and it seems to be the same for many. The book of Romans chapter 13 verse 11 says this, And do this knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. And Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 2, For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So now, a thousand years seems like a day. Think about it. Can anyone be sure if they wait a few more days to receive Christ, they'll still have the opportunity? No, no one can boast about tomorrow. Listen to the book of James, chapter 4, verses 13 through 14 in the Living Bible. Look here, you people who say, today or tomorrow, we're going to such and such a town, stay there a year, and open up a profitable business. How do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? For the length of your lives is as uncertain as the morning fog. Now you see it, and soon it's gone. Listen to that statement. Tomorrow is as uncertain as the morning fog. My goodness gracious. In other words, even if Jesus does not return tomorrow, we might not be alive tomorrow. Actually, we're all only one heartbeat away from being with the Lord in heaven. If you have not repented of your sin and received Jesus as your personal Lord, if you have not called upon him to be your Savior, you need to do it now. Listen to what God told Moses again in Exodus chapter 25, verses 8 through 9, And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you, that is, the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. You see, there's prophetic significance in the tabernacle of Moses. What a journey we've taken. We've actually taken three journeys, all represented within the tabernacle of Moses. There's the journey of the way. We could also call it the journey of a Christian. The baptism of repentance brought us. The baptism into the body joined us. The baptism in water showed us and the baptism in the Holy Spirit empowered us or filled us. 
the Lord working above us, through us, and in us, as it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6, the ministry of the Holy Spirit and his operation in the church, the house of prayer at the altar of incense, and full access to the throne of God for mercy and grace to help in time of need. Then we talked about the pattern of the value or the journey of the value. It's our personal relationship with God from being saved and water baptized to serving God in his kingdom establishment on earth, his church, to an intimate personal relationship with Abba, our heavenly father, daddy. We've gone from brass to silver to gold. I love Psalm 42 verses 1 through 2, which says in the amplified version, as the heart pants and longs for the water brooks, so I pant and long for you, O God. My inner self thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? And I like the message version. A white-tailed deer drinks from the creek. I want to drink God, deep drafts of God. I'm thirsty for God alive. I wonder, will I ever make it, arrive and drink in God's presence? Well, yes, now we can. Jesus has made the way to the value. Well, our time is up. One more broadcast. We'll be able to wrap this up. See you tomorrow. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.